Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Yeah, okay. You got What are you doing? Thank you, dummies. Coming at you. Welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, another MMA podcast. We're coming at you live and unedited from the Amp Radio Studios, Proteus, in Danville, California. Unfortunately, mine is Pam. Pam actually is recovering, so we hope she's doing well. Our thoughts and prayers are always with her. Thank God it's nothing serious. But Pam, being the word that she is, she'll she'll be back on next week because she is that awesome. Guys, we're coming at you live in an edit from the week that was UFC Mexico or the debacle that was UFC Mexico. Well, let's hit it, Proteus. The one and only, we go to the man up north. The man that always likes to wear a North Carolina blue, especially when Pam isn't on the phone. Hit it! Que pasa? What's up? What's up? You know what? We messed up because we should have done the que pasa? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. Never mind. Boy, that was horrible. Hit it. There it is. But you know what? We will not start off without. Pam's not with us, but you know what? Because we love her so much today, we're going to play her music anyway. Pam, we love you. Hi. Shout out to Pam. Hi, y'all. <laughs> there is a man waiting down south. There's a man waiting down south that might be disgusted. With the New Mexico fans, just like Bisbee or Brendan. Hit it! Marco from Wakeworld. What's up? You pinche puto cabrón. I just put a Jay Rodriguez from. <laughs> you know what? I will say this before we get into it, and we're going to get into it right away. Listen. To our listeners, and we love you guys all, we're going to do it slightly different only because we have to get into this immediately. By the way, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts on purpose, and I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, MMA podcasts on purpose, because I like to have my own opinion. And I've said this all along, Proteus actually is doing it now too. But the one thing that I did listen to, Marco, on YouTube, I listened to Luis J. Gomez, who's Puerto Rican, by the way, and doesn't speak a word of Spanish. He and Bisping were talking about what Yair Rodriguez said to Bisping. I don't know. One of their listeners apparently gave him some sort of translation. It wasn't even close. So basic what, basically what, what, what he says, Yair Rodriguez says is, Te parto la pinche something mierda puto, which equates to basically if you touch me or something, if you come near me, I'm going to basically open you up. I'm going to bloody up your mouth. Basically that that's what word for word that stands for. Somehow they got something else, but uh, Puto of course has many meanings. One of them, of course, being basically bitch or, or in some other places. Uh, okay. Um, what uh, you said um, is like, it, go it, ahead, Marco. The nitty is I'm going to push you up. If you touch me, you, uh, uh, the F word for gay. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Not always, though, right? Because Puto has but many, many meanings. 
It is uh, Puto <laughs> is F word for gay. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, bro. guys, let's get into the MMA rewind right away. Marco, hit it. Rewind. <laughs> Ooh, that was the best one yet. Uh, Proteus, we're going to get into this briefly, but as we get into this, the first thing I want to start off is let's start off with something positive, not negative. Now, one thing I have been listening to a lot this week purposely are Spanish-speaking podcasts, which there aren't that many, and Portuguese-speaking podcasts, which there aren't that many unless you go to the MMA podcast in particular. But I wanted those different opinions, right? I wanted opinions from other countries. So we're going to start off with something different. I want you guys to name me two good things about UFC Mexico City, two good things that you saw. Let's start off with something positive instead of all the negatives that we're going to get into because I got a lot of negatives to throw on this card. So, Marco, let's go to you. Two positive things about this card. Two positive things. Uh, the spinning backfield from Ocho, Stephen something. Awesome. That was awesome. And uh, the, uh, the Berju, go beer. Now, Berju, what is his name? Where's the Berju? With that... With Ria make a choke. Uh, he got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vinny That's Moreno, cool. I think. Yeah, the, the, the guy that he was a legit black belt, and he choked him out. So those are the two positives I got. That was pretty cool. Very good. Proteus, I'm going to throw to you two positive things yeah. about this card. Well, I, I would normally start with the overly sexualized dance, but, of course, uh, <laughs> it was such a hair that uh, – let that one fly. So uh, we will not be starting there. Hashtag <laughs> do not cue the music. My balls was hot. Um, Paul Craig. I'm going with Paul Craig. Getting it done again, brother. Uh, first round submission. Paul That's Craig. That's the name. Paul quickly. Craig. Paul Craig. Yeah. Thank you. That was the name. You're welcome. Sorry. I didn't want to talk over you. My apologies. Um, and secondly, Angela Hill. Uh, going ahead and getting that one done. Uh, you know, I, I I like to cheer for Angela Another Hill. Show. As you know, she's pardon. Friend of the show. Yeah, absolutely, friend of the show. Um, and uh, I I you know some people may not be a fan of uh, her particular uh, personality, but uh, I'm definitely down with the king on that one. I like uh, all of these scandally clad videos or, or photos that she puts out. But did I say that? No, I didn't. Go on, move on. Nothing to see here. She does bring energy, and she is very likable. So shout-out to Angela Hill, but most importantly, shout-out to Jessica Pennant. Good Lord. All right, guys, two positive things. I'm going to do this on behalf of our girl, Pam, who couldn't be here. Mind you, this is not coming out of her mouth. It's coming out of mine. Uh, so she will kill me on this. She wanted to give a shout-out to Betch Cohea for the dance that nobody wanted to see. So shout-out to Betch on that one. And, of course, she wanted to shout-out to Sergio Pettis. Why, why the hell not? My two positive guys, seriously, Irene Aldana, shout out to her, finally living up to her potential. And you know what? Shout out to Carla Esparza for having class after being booed viciously by the UFC Mexico crowd. All right, let's get into it, guys. Right away, we're going to start off right with the top. Marco, we saw Yair Rodriguez disqualified, no contest, right, versus Jeremy Stevens. I'm going straight to you. What thoughts on this? Okay. First of all, nobody was disqualified. It wasn't a contest. It never happened. There was no main event. It didn't exist. 
Uh, but, um, dude, <laughs> well, it, it comes in threes, don't you know? We got the Vader, <laughs> the Vader Congo. I, I, I poked three weeks ago. Last week, we got Duffy versus freaking uh, Jeff something. I poke, no contest too. And now this. It comes in threes, man. We should not have any other no contest I poke for a while. Maybe I think in the groin now, but the iPods are done for the year. Uh, uh, what can I say, man? Uh, I mean, there was an iPod. We all saw it. We, we saw how Jeremy could not open his left eye. Um, I don't think it was intentional, but Jair Rodriguez did not handle it well. He got his, like his emotions, take the pressure on him. And he hasn't been handling it well after the fact either. I mean, Today, in Instagram, he was fighting everybody and their mother on comments about, you know, saying that Steven freaking threw the fight. Jeremy Steven didn't throw the fight, man. He didn't want to weigh out. I mean, we're talking about Jeremy fucking Stevens here, one of the toughest guys in the USC. You're saying a little eye poke is going to make him freaking uh, uh, try to freaking get away with, it, with the fight after 15 seconds, spending, spending $30,000 of his own money, spending six weeks in Mexico City, man. And, and not, not even in Mexico City, higher than Mexico City, preparing for this fight, Rodriguez really threw egg on his face with all this whole thing. When it comes to the Mexico crowd, yeah, it was a little bit off-putting, but hey, here in the United States, we have people in Philadelphia throwing the freaking burning cars down and to- uh, destroying the city apart after they win the freaking Super Bowl. So let, let, let's not try to freaking say, oh, this is a scandal, this is freaking... Of, uh, like these are like third world country people now. It happens in every single fan base, man. And uh, they went to see their homeboy fight and they didn't get to see it. A lot of alcohol was being served, as you well saw, because it started raining down on everybody. And uh, it's a little bit of pudding, but it's not the end of the world. I see worse freaking uh, situations in a stadium in the United States, if you ask me. And uh, shout out to Brendan Fitzgerald for getting under the table and still being able to broadcast like a pro, man. <laughs> that was funny as hell. But, uh, dude, uh, I don't know what to tell you. They, they run, let's run this fight back. It got more freaking... Uh, everybody's talking about it now, so it got uh, it got momentum. So let's run it back. Let, the, let this guy settle it. Jeremy uh, Stevens said, okay, let's do it in a, either in Boston or D.C. He's ready to go. And I saw them, the ball pass on Jay Rodriguez, man. Let's make this fight happen and put it behind us. It's going to be good for both guys because now he got visibility. That's all I have to say about that right now. Proteus, I'm going to go to you right away because I have some thoughts on this that are going to go everywhere, and I want you guys to respond on this, especially you, know, you and Marco, because I think the one thing that's great about our cast of characters uh, the fighting four, fighting three right now, but we are always with Pam. Thank God she's doing well, and we we obviously want to make sure that she's uh, that she's uh, you know injury free, right? But um, I'm going to throw to you, Proteus. What say you about what occurred in the main event in Mexico City? Yeah, all of the things that Marco said uh, are 100%. I, I agree. Um, but again, I want to reiterate on this particular program, as I have said in the past, I'm surprised things like this don't happen more regularly, uh, especially when you have a, 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 a person like Yair Rodriguez, who is 
definitely in, uh, he's innovative. You know, he's trying to come at you from different angles, but he's also trying to measure your distance. And I, just like we've said with John Jones, DJ Tony in the past, the pawing at some at the faces or at the at the um, competitor, it, it's it's illegal now under the new rules. Under the new rules that uh, the UFC should, I believe, Marco, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that the UFC was the governing body on this one. They were the hashtag. No, uh, no they were not. No, they were not. They, they were not the commission. commission. No, it's an MMA commission in Mexico. But, okay, but thank you for the did, correction. The MMA commission in Mexico did adopt the new rules of uh, the, unif- uh, the unified rules. Right. The, the reverse of unified rules. So, uh, the eye poke in the eyes is illegal. So yeah, correct. So anytime the the hand is extended and the fingers are extended, that right there, GA Tony is a uh, violation of the rules. So moving forward from there, um, what do we do to stop these uh, eye pokes? We've talked about it in the past. Do we change the uh, the gloves? Do we just uh, penalize the fighter who? Uh, had the infraction or, or who poked. Uh, and again, I just re- rewatched it before we went on the air, DJ Tony. Uh, there was definitely a rake of both eyes um, we, in the WWE that was very, very effective. We would have really shown a lot of uh, pain from the eyes. I, I, I Look, Jeremy Stevens didn't do this on purpose. Um, unfortunately, uh, Yair, Yair Rodriguez was very pumped up. Um, he did need to to be calmed down before he went on national television, uh, worldwide television, right, guys? I mean, especially on ESPN in your country. That's big news. Um, and, yeah, he was jacked up. Fox, he was ready to go. Fox Deportes in Mexico? Yeah, that's right. They're still on Fox uh, in Mexico. Um, and, and, again, all guys, Latin, it's – All of Latin America is a Fox Deportes Latin – all of Latin America, the U.S. is in Fox Deportes. Yeah. Um, so – I, I mean, this this type this part of the world we know, especially times to get fired up, DJ Tony. And uh, when something doesn't go, uh, if you're okay, put it this way, and I'm I'm not the first one to say this. If I was sitting in in a, in a stadium or an arena for seven hours, watching a sporting event, trying to get to the main event, and it ended that way, yeah, I can understand being upset, but I would never. Uh, throw anything, I would never, uh, you know, I'm not even a guy who likes to boo, to be honest with you. So, um, I can't, yeah, boo hawks. I'm not a boo hawks guy. I, I can understand the frustration, but again, uh, we have a, a, a new virgin market or virgining market, or, you know, they're, they're trying to take advantage of this market, DJ Tony, and I just don't think that, uh, you know, all of the fans are as educated as we would want them to be. So, unfortunately for Jeremy Stevens, whether he would have won uh, by poking Rod- Yair Rodriguez in the eye or, you know, being poked in the eye, and that's not my original uh, thought either, he would have been pelted no- nonetheless. Thank you, DJ Tony. Listening to the Spanish-speaking podcast, they were selling – so the arena opened up an hour late. They started selling – the booze right away as soon as they opened up and keep in mind they kept selling alcohol as people were leaving so as the people were leaving the arena they could still go 
to the outlet or the commissary, whatever you want to call it, the stand where they sell the booze. They could go to the commissary and buy alcohol as they were leaving. I think that's a major problem. And I know why they were doing it. Obviously, they were doing it to make a few bucks. When you have an angry crowd that perhaps isn't as learned on, on the subject matter, or even worse, let's just say they don't know the sport very well, or maybe they do, but they're just frustrated, they're angry, who knows what the temperature was in there. But, oh, by the way, you're adding a lot of alcohol to it. That's never going to be a good thing. So I think many people were to blame on this. I place most of the blame, not joking, on Yair Rodriguez because he showed his immaturity. There are a lot of things that could have been done. First off, the UFC could have given instructions for Joe Martinez to say, hey, listen, this is what's going on. Or they could have given it to Herb Dean or someone else to speak on behalf and let, let them know what's going on. Another thing that could have happened is Jair could have said, hey, listen, let's calm down a bit. Let's, let's you know, hey, sorry about this. Without, without jumping on the cage, he was not inciting the crowd, but he was fired up. And he was fired up because, first off, his immaturity and just, listen, it chalks up to immaturity all across the board. But I actually was really disgusted about what I saw. I was disgusted about what I saw afterwards as well, about some of the fighters calling out, you know, the Mexicans. They didn't say Mexican fans. Even if they would have said Mexican fans, I, w- I probably would have been ticked off about that. But how about saying the crowd that was there that was doing this? I don't know how much of the crowd was doing it, but it was a lot of it. I was just disgusted by it all across the board, guys. So I'll throw it back to you guys. Marco, you first. Okay. I'm going to start um, on a serious note. Uh, props to her, Dean, because he handled the situation as good as anybody could handle as a referee. It is not his place to explain anything because he doesn't work for the USC. He worked for the commission. And he did anything on his part to try to save the fight. He took his time, tried to let Rodriguez recover because as soon as he calls the doctor and the doctor said he can continue, he got to stop the fight. He doesn't have a choice then. So he delayed, delayed, delayed and gave uh, Stevens every opportunity to recover. So props to her to, to handle it like as, as good as anybody could ever handle that situation. It didn't work out for Steven, but props for him. When it comes to uh, maybe somebody explaining to the crowd, uh, maybe Joe Martinez, but is that really his role? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the bottom line is it was a debacle. But now, on the lighter side of things, I'm going to ask you guys, of all the beer that was freaking thrown out there, what, what was the three beer they threw the most? Corona, Tecate, Modelo, or Dos Equis, man? Because I, I don't know. I, it's a lot of beer they throw. I, I wonder which one they threw the most, man. Uh, that's hilarious. No idea. I'm going to tell you okay, the answer. But... No, I'm going to tell you the answer because I talked to uh, RJ Clifford. The local beer of preference in Mexico City is called Cerveza, Cerveza Sol. So the beer that they threw was called oh, Sol. Yeah. So yeah. none of the above. Well, but, it's a nice light beer, so that's good for Jeremy, at least, right? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, so, DJ Tony, um, I thought it was very, very intriguing that we uh, had a person interviewing the fighter that has one eye due to an eye poke. Um, if I thought it was, you know, a par for the course here, man. Uh, we don't Ironic. know. Ironic. Yeah, a little, uh, don't you think? A little too ironic. Anyways, I really do think. Okay, it's like rain on your wedding day. All right, Alanis Morissette, get out of my head. 
Jeez. That was, no, hey, um, Michael Bisping, Michael, Michael I wasn't best for an iPod. It was the uh, uh, Beatle Bird for the King Kick. The Will Kick, yeah. Right. My apologies. But still. Yeah, I, I see you where you're see going. where I'm going. I see where you're going with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Michael Bisping's a pirate, and Yair Rodriguez just poked somebody in the eye. No? Too far, too fast? Okay. My apologies. But again, <laughs> uh, again, you, like you guys said, like you said, DJ Tony, yeah, Yair, Yair Rodriguez could have handled this better. I think a lot of the pressure was on him because, again, as we said last week when we re, re, uh, did our uh, hashtag, um, yeah, when we did our picks. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a brain fart. We, Who won uh, this week, by the way? Hashtag smack my picks up. Again, you don't want to know, t- uh, Marco, you did extremely bad. Um, I know. It, it could have been handled better, but again, we had a, a, another champion jump out of the cage after he won a fight and tried to uh, jump kick another person in the face in Las Vegas. So, I mean, like Marco said, it's a sliding scale, DJ Tony. You're Hashtag right. And we're all prisoners up. of the moment, right? We're all prisoners of the moment. We all go into what we just saw and, uh, and really expound on that. But my, my personal opinion, I was really disappointed in Yair. I was disappointed in, uh, in the fans that threw stuff. I was disappointed at the way the entire thing was handled, but the onus on me, sorry, goes to Yair Rodriguez, very immature, especially because yep. he was a star on this. I'm not blaming Jeremy Stevens for any of it, except for the fact that um, clearly it, he didn't give up. Right, clearly it wasn't one of those things where, where he, 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 if you can't see, you can't see. It wasn't one of those things where he's faking it. But I just think everything could have been handled completely different. But in, in my opinion, the onus falls on Yair. Listen, let's let's move on quickly on this because I want to get to the new card. Sure. But I do want to go 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 to this, guys. Instead of doing what we normally do in terms of the rewind and going line for line, I want you, Mar- Marco. Up-down report. Let's get into it right away. Who goes up? Who goes down? Who goes up? Uh, well, <laughs> this one. It's hard. Well, uh, well, Carlos Pasa goes up. She won a top yeah. fight. Uh, some would argue that was a throw because the third round she got her ass handed to her. But she won a scorecard, fair and square. Uh for Carlos Parsa, I, I didn't think she was going to be able to pull it off. And uh, what, is, what is her name? Uh, Alexa Grasso almost threw me right. But, you know, Professor, who goes down? Definitely Jay Rodriguez. The way he handled the whole situation, he, he's not making any fans right now, especially in the United States. Uh, like you say, a little bit immature. And uh, if he's not helping his case with the Twitter word, what Instagram word he got with, with fans that are trying to defend his point. So, but, uh, a stock down for Jay. Proteus, who goes up, who goes down? Yep. Okay, so I, I I have two, again, uh, to, for the up report. Again, Paul Craig, I'm going to take him because I took him the last time you asked me about the up report. Uh, I'm also going to take Sergio Pettis on this one, man, because uh, I expected him to uh, not get this one done at all. I took uh, Tyson Nam in this particular fight, and, um, you know, Sergio coming in uh, – <laughs> Late notice, and he goes. He goes uh, all the way to decision. So good on him. Um, again, notable, notable mention uh, to Carlos Espaza as well, Marco. Like you said, um, but I think 
what I have to do is take the inappropriate dancer uh, and I have to take uh, Eubanks as my downward port because, as I said last week, I thought that Dutch Cohea was kind of the bar um, for Eubanks. You know, I don't I don't expect Eubanks to to be hanging around the UFC for very long, DJ Tony. So that's my up and down report. Thank you, Proteus. You almost took mine completely. Uh, in oh, my, I apologize. Yeah, uh, my da- my down report was certainly going to be. Sajara Eubanks, so close to the title. Now she's 4-4, four four, hasn't looked good at all, even moving up in weight. So major disappointment in terms of that. But honestly, my down report goes to Yair Rodriguez, guys. There's no doubt about it. The immaturity, the way he behaved, and I'm a huge Yair Rodriguez fan. Um, I, I'm just appalled by the way, his behavior. It's just I get all the stress that was on the young man, and I'm certainly not 25 or 26 years old with the spotlight parents, um, grandmother passing, I get it, but you, you got to handle things a lot better. And it was handled very poorly. My up report guys, believe it or not, goes to Carla Esparza. And I'll tell you why, not because of the way she fought, because I didn't think she looked good at all. I actually thought she lost that fight. I thought she lost round one, uh, which could be disputed, right? But I thought she clearly lost round one, uh, one round two, lost round three, was almost finished thrice um, for lack of better terminology. So my, uh, but the way she handled everything in terms of just the crowd booing her, um, her uh, basically knowing that she really needed a win and really needed to, to, uh, to beat uh, Alexa Grasso coming back from after getting rocked, being able to say honestly that she was rocked. And then of course, thanking the fans, even though they're booing her, really not booing her. I think they were booing the judges, but uh, the way she handled it, props to Carlos Barza on that one. Um, uh, guys, big props. Go ahead. Big props on not tapping to that uh, Amber because she confessed on the Hill 1A show that she was like a second away from tapping out. So that on got Jack. He was oh my God. It was, oh, ouch. Just thinking about it hurts. Yeah, but she didn't right, Tony, tap. I know you want to move on. For her. I know you want to move on, Tony, real quickly, though, but uh, I, I just wanted to say – um, if we, Marco and Tony, if we were using 10.8s and 10.7s a little bit more uh, frequently, do you think this uh, decision would have been different? Yeah, I, I think yeah. the first shows I get, gave a 28, 28, got it right. I think Carla yeah. won the first and second round, and the third round was all Alexa Grasso, and it was a 10.8 uh, round. Uh, that should have been a, a draw. That, and yeah. the other fight... The, the fight that was actually a score a draw, a split draw at that, uh, I saw that they got it right too. But, well, they, they were judges that were not afraid to give the 10-8, but uh, they were far in between. So there you go. Tony? You know what, guys? Um, I'll say this. Um, there's no doubt about it. We should be using the, the scoring system. Well, it's got to go to the judges, right? But – I think, if anything, I think a draw would have been a lot better. But the entire night with the just the yeah. Mexicans having – Mexican fighters having a tough night on that, I think the judges should have been a little smarter uh, or maybe the UFC would have been a little smarter in just explaining things. Um, the, the one that got me, Marco, was the, the, the draw, the split draw with Brandon Moreno. I, I didn't – Maybe that was the right call, but if you're going to do that, 
then you have to, Marco, call the Sparza Grasso a draw too, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what Gabby and the, uh, Moreno uh, scored is a one George got a thirty twenty seven. There was no fighter that got three rounds. No, no one of them got three rounds in a row, man. So yeah, well, it is what it is, man. Yeah, that that was insane. Uh, Proteus, let's move on, and and, and we we got to move on. I'll put all this. I'll put all the music uh, on later because we're gonna do some editing on this. But um, and that's the great thing about us guys. We always give you free unedited combat knowledge. I don't give a free unedited combat knowledge. You know what? We don't charge anyone, and we're certainly not putting it behind the paywall. We have a new sponsor. Didn't get to, to, to write out the, uh, the ad copy on that. I'll do that, and we'll do it on next week. So, Proteus, get ready on that one. Guys, let's move I'm ready. on because we're going to move on to Copenhagen. The land of the beautiful women and apparently great drugs from that uh, side. We go to the middleweight, we go. The Joker, how fitting, Marco, was close to October. The Joker movie is going to come out. And the Joker, Jack Hermanson, he will fight Jerry Cannonier. Marco, I go to you. Will it be the Joker? Or will it be, I don't even know what Jerry Cannonier's nickname is. Let's just call him the Cannon. <laughs> the killer gorilla. Yeah. So, look, you know I'm on the Jack Romance bandwagon, and I'm not going to get off anytime soon. Uh, he has looked good, uh, especially on the Jack fight. He really, really impressed me. I don't think Cannonier is of uh, the quality or the pedigree of uh, Jack Array. And if Romance can be Jack Array, he can be Cannonier. I'm going to. I'm taking on here on a second round submission because I think he's able to take it to the ground, turn a pumpkin on here, and uh, get the finish of the second round. So give me a command on the second round submission. So that's pretty interesting because uh, Marco uh, Prodi is sticking with the favorite. Hermanson, of course, a minus 240 favorite. The comeback on that is Jared Cannonier, the killer gorilla. At a plus 200, it should be the killer at cutting weight because he can fight at any weight class. Proteus, we go over to you. Will it be Jack, the Joker Hermanson, or will it be Jerry, the killer gorilla, Cannoneer? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, Marco is definitely on that Hermanson train, and that's fine. No worries about that. But I think we're maybe selling uh, Cannoneer a little bit short. Um, you know, he's... Everything is fairly identical except for the leg range and the height. Um, Hermanson, of course, being the taller fighter, just barely at 6'1", uh, and Cannonier coming back at us at 5'11", um, giving, uh, doing Pammy's job here right now. Um, and and, and every, everything else is, is virtually identical, like I said, except for the leg reach. And I think that uh, if, if Kenanier is able to close the distance on Hermanson, this is going to be a very interesting fight. Uh, Marco says, you know, uh, he thinks Hermanson is the more well-rounded fighter. I, I think that's probably true. Um, and, of course, the UFC would love for Hermanson to get this one done, man, and, and really, you know, peak that market, uh, that European market, whether it be Northern or whatever you want to call uh, Denmark, it's still Europe, right? So 
Um, I think that you need a star in that area of the world. Uh, Gustafson's not doing it for you right now, and Jack Romanson could be that guy. And I think if he gets past uh, the killer gorilla, uh, he's he's going to be uh, uh, the star of the show. Uh, I do think that Cannoneer is going to look to work that wrestling game, Marco, uh, and take Hermanson out of his uh, comfort zone. But as we've seen, Hermanson, not really that much of a joke off his back either, can work from there. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. But I, uh, having said all that, I'm going to go with Hermanson as well, Marco. I think he's going to be able to get this one done. But I'm unlike you, I'm going to take uh, your usual prediction and say uh, this one's going to go down by decision. Thank you very much, DJ Tony. Give me confession. Give me confession. Not bad. All right. Like you guys, guys, I'm going to make this short and quick as well. Um, shout out to Pammy, who we love. Um, you know what? I'm taking Jack Hermanson. I think he's closer to home. Um, I just yep. think that Jack Hermanson has a lot more going for him. I still think the weight cut for Jared, the killer gorilla cannoneer can be an issue because let's keep in mind, he fought at heavyweight and now he's fighting at 185 middleweight. That's insane. So I'm taking Jack Hermanson second round submission okay. over the great uh, Jared cannoneer. Wow. Okay. Guys, now for the that's record, exciting guys for the tiebreaker, because you say second round submission. Exactly. And I say yeah. Second round submission. What kind of submission? Ooh, Ooh very good. All right. Um, so I'm going to be very specific on this. I'm going right. with, um, let's see, he's had two straight guillotines, then he had an arm triangle. I'm going with, uh, with Jack Hermanson, something yep. he hasn't done since 2014, five years ago. Rear naked choke, Jack Hermanson sure. over, over okay. 10 years. I am going to change Marco. my, my metro victory just to go opposite of you. And instead of exclamation, I'm going to say TKO on the second round via Granite right. Pound. Wow. Via Granite Pound. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I bad. got it. I got it. Guys, let's, let's move up yeah. to this, by the way. And shout out to Jack Hermanson, whose first name, by the way, is Bernhardt and not Jack. So shout out to Bernhardt Hermanson. <laughs> uh, guys, let's move. Uh, let's let's do a quick um, spotlight fight of the night. So I'm gonna go with my spotlight fight of the night, and we will not cue the music. Although maybe we should. I'm gonna go to the prelims, early prelims on ESPN Plus. The entire card's on ESPN Plus. As, Ma- as Macy Chia Sun, I'm pretty yep. sure I'm butchering her last name. Um, and she will fight. What is it, Proteus? I don't know. I just made it up. Jason. Jason, God bless you. She will fight. Yeah. Lena Landsberg. So the queen of the elbows, I'm taking Macy on this one. We're on a first name basis. Shout out to Macy. Oh, yeah. uh, Proteus, I go to you. Spotlight fight of the night. Yeah. yeah. Hang on one second. Uh, you taking Macy uh, by what? Sorry. You know what? I think she's going to submit Lena, and I'm sticking with okay. the second round early in the second. In the second. Submitting her via, right. you know what? Let's take on with the naked uh, side. Uh, Rear naked choke. Lena okay. Landsberg loses. All right. Um, so, Mark Casey versus uh, Lando Venata. I apologize, Marco, if this is your spotlight fight of the night, but this is one that's sticking out to me because, you know, 
we we had very high hopes of, for both these guys, and I think that this one is uh, definitely got fireworks written all over it. Or I won't say it the other way around. Uh, I'm going to take uh, uh, Venata. I'm going to take him by um, uh, second round KO, straight up KO. No, sorry, I'm going to take that first round KO. I think these guys are going to be out there fucking throwing shit, man. And uh, if somebody's going to get caught, and I think it's Mark Casey because he gets a little loosey goosey sometimes. Marco. Crap, man. <laughs> Hang on. Before we go into this, um, Proteus, by the way, taking the underdog at Lando Venato plus 135. Yeah. Mark Casey, the comeback at minus 155. I took the favorite. Macy at a minus, get this perfect for Copenhagen, minus 420. And she, um, uh, of course, defeating Lena Landsberg at a plus 335. Um, Marco, we go to you. Your spotlight fight of the night for this card, UFC on ESPN. Wow, oh, man. I can't really make another one of you pick a gun and Nelson's person, Gilbert Burns. Dude. Yeah. Gun I knew it. Gun I knew it. Good. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking Gunnar Nelson. He's a better fighter, the more complete guy. Uh, he can be a little bit too patient sometimes on his stand-up. He likes to look for the perfect shot. But he, when he gets to the ground, he, there's very few people that can beat him. Like Demi Maya, I think, is the only one. But, uh, yeah, give me Gunnar Nelson. I think he's going to be able to uh, uh, score enough points on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the feet and then finally take it to the ground and get Gilbert Burns on the second round by Rhea Nekechov. So, Gunnar okay. Nelson by submission. Darn, very specific. And in the spirit of Pam, I'm throwing this out there, and she can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, OSP, a plus 205 underdog, he will fight Mikhail Olyanchek. Olyanchek, you know what? The the VKs. What is it? Olyanchek. Numchucks. Numchucks. You know what? The VK. That's that dude. Pam, not just, yeah, Pam, will, not Pam will take the ZK via KO in the third, uh, MO oh, oh, over OSP. You are wrong. You know she's done with OSP. Did you know me? You know you're wrong. You know exactly. what, Marco, you're right. We're changing it. Pammy going with OSP. Yeah, you know me via what's his move? The Von Fluke. Not the Van Fluke, the Van Fluke move. <laughs> The same truth. That's right. Guys, we're going to keep moving along, but guess what? We're going to do one more because we're doing actually okay on time. We're going to hit it. I'm going to throw this for a loop because, you know, we did not discuss it. But you know me. I like to swing for the fences, guys. We're going to Bellator 225. However, we're going to focus not on Gallagher versus Salazar. We're going to focus on two fighters that you guys know very well. Miles Jury making his Bellator debut. He will fight Benson Henderson. Miles Jury a plus 240 underdog. Bendo coming back at a minus 280. Marco, I go to you. Will it be Bendo or will it be Miles Jury? Making this easy for uh, you guys. Two fighters you know. Okay, so I was surprised when Miles Jury went to Bellator, but it is what it is. It's not so fast for Jury coming into Bellator, but 
I mean, Ben, ben, ben Henderson is way past his prime, dude. He's still a good fighter, don't get me wrong, but he's not the great he used to be, man. And I think Miles Judy, with his range and his height and his crappiness and the fact that he's just so lanky, he's going to be able to handle Bendo. He's not going to submit Bendo. He's going to knock out Bendo. But you know that Bendo likes to counterpunch too much. He doesn't like to go first. And Miles Judy is more than happy to oblige to be first on, 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 the, on the stanky count. So I'm going to take Miles Judy by the points, you know, he's going to win. Uh, oh, this is, this is Bellator, so it's only a three-rounder. A uh, 30-27 uh, <laughs> decision. Uh, yeah, 29-28 unanimous decision, Miles Jury. You know what? This is very, very interesting, Proteus, as I go to you on this one. Miles Jury, a fighter that we all liked. He's 2-4 and four in his last UFC 6 fights, so certainly not when he was 15. I mean, at one point he was 15-0. and 0. He's now 17-4, and four, so Still a very good record, but definitely not um, the kind of uh, the kind of career we thought he would have in the UFC, at least that I thought. Proteus, I go to you. Will it be Bendo or will it be Miles Jury? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Bellator uh, this weekend. Of course, it's a very very big weekend for Bellator. Uh, they are doing what two cards uh, over there in Ireland? Uh, I thought it was like doing fifty-five one. cards. Fifty-five cards. I don't know. I lost count. They got, a, they, got a, they got a double header on Friday, and then they got one yeah. card on Saturday. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Marco took the words right out of my mouth. And we want to say thank you very much for uh, to Bellator for giving us credentials. Of course, uh, uh, the last time out in uh, sunny California. So, yes, I'm glad, Tony, that we have time to talk about this. Of course, uh, the uh, tournament continues. Uh, we have uh, a, a spectacular fight. Anyways, we're not we're not talking about that one right now. Um, Benson Henderson versus Miles Jury. I'm taking Benson Henderson. I'm going to take him by second round submission. Uh, I think we know who Jury is at this particular point in time, guys. Uh, Benson Henderson's um, too smart uh, for Miles Jury. I think at this particular point, second round submission. I'm going exactly what Proteus said for those same reasons. Rear naked choke. Bendo, by the way. Very quietly has won three straight. So um, yeah, he's, you know what he's, I actually want to exactly. take. He's on a good streak, man, and Bellator. I'm going to take Bendel by decision, Proteus. I'm actually going the other way, oh. um, only via decision. Same reasons that you were saying. I just don't know if he can finish Miles' jury. Uh, guys, I'm going to throw one last one in there, guys, because we're going wild and crazy, just like the uh, UFC Mexico City fans. Because we have also been given uh, Negro Modelo, I guess, or Soul, or whatever the heck that beer is. So we're gonna go. We're gonna stick to the very next day, September 28th. Yeah. Very next day yeah. after September 27th. This time we're going to Temecula in Southern California. Bellator 228. Why Bellator does this is beyond me. But we're going to the middleweight. We go again. Two fighters that you guys are very, very familiar with. Leota Machida, he will fight. Gegard Mousasi, I love both of these guys. I'm going to go first on this one, guys. You know how big of a fan I am of Leota Machida. It goes without saying, but I'm going with Gegard Mousasi. And I think yep. Gegard Mousasi is going to finish Leota Machida in the third round. TKO, Gegard Mousasi over one of my favorites of all time, Leota Machida. Proteus. 
We will go to Marco now. Marco, I go to you. Will it be Leota Machida or will it be Gegard Mousasi? Well, Gegard is on the last side of his contract with the Bellator, so I think he wants a win to either have Leverus to react with Bellator or even go back to the USC and negotiate a, a, a better contract. So there's a lot of pride on this fight for Gegard Mousasi. I mean, Leoto is, is one of the all-time greats, but he's getting old, dude. He's not as quick as he used to be. And, uh, you know, he's catching up with the guy. Uh, he's been very, like, on and off lately. Uh, and Gegard Mousasi, for, I mean, for better or for worse, man, I mean, he lost his last five fair and square. But the guys have been on a run that is freaking unreal. And I think he's one of the better middleweights on the planet. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell Musashi short. He's still younger, way younger than, than Mashida. He's still in, closer to his physical brand than Mashida is. So I'm taking Musashi. Uh, now historically speaking, Mashida has been hard to finish. You know, I mean, very few has has been able to finish Mashida, if at all. You know, like enter John Jones and I think uh, who else? It basically that's it. I don't, somebody else did finish Mashida, but I don't remember who knocked him out. Oh, well, I don't remember right now. I don't remember eventually. But uh, Machida's hard to finish. So uh, Musashi is going to be able to figure Machida out and outpoint him. It's going to be like a 49-46 score. You know, was like, oh, big rounder. I forgot. This is Bellator. 29-28 decision for Musashi. Wow. So I got to go with this, Proteus, before I go to you on this. Gegard Mousasi, by the way, I did not know that he was on the last fight of his deal, so good, good knowledge there, Marco. Uh, a minus 300 favorite over one of my favorite fighters of all time. Heck, all, mo, almost all karate fav- fighters are one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Leota Machida at a plus 250 uh, underdog. Proteus, I go to you. Will it be the favorite, Gegard Mousasi, or will it be the underdog in Leota Machida? Yeah, I know, uh, DJ Tony, you were definitely down with the Karate Kid, that being your first karate expert that you loved. Nothing? Okay. Um, Let's recap quickly, DJ Tony, because I did not uh, write down your pick. I have Musasi. This method in round, please. I have him finishing Leoto early in the third. Yeah. Via submission. Uh, TKO. Oh, it's not no, no, sorry, okay. TKO. I said TKO, sorry. Okay, TKO in the third. Um, I'm going to take, uh, actually go against you guys. I'm going to take Machida here. Uh, I, and again, I want to give a shout out um, uh, to the Featherweight Grand Prix that is the first round is going to conclude uh, on this particular fight card. Uh, of course, uh, the Pitbull brother defending his title, but I'm going to take Machida. I'm going to take him by front kick. Very early, uh, you know, shades of, of uh, um, Randy Couture. Uh, I think that just Gegard is going to be in that same position. He, uh, yes, Marco, you're right. He's a younger fighter. He's definitely more w- well-rounded. But I think if Machida is able to get down to business, uh, brass, brass tasks, as we say, uh, and get this done early, uh, first round, uh, KO. Front kick. You crazy. Guys, as, as we get out of here. I am. Before we go to, of course, uh, your, um, your Twitter follow of the week or Instagram of the week or, of course, Guilty Pleasure, I want to ask you guys this. We're going to play the Joe 
Silva show today. Joe Silva, you are putting on your Who's magical next? hat. Your UFC magic hat here. You are the matchmaker. The two fights that you would make immediately as the matchmaker. Proteus, I go to you. Joe Silva is now Proteus. First two yeah. fights that you will make as the matchmaker. Coming back, of course, well, to the UFC. The first fight, obviously, that we have to make, of course, is the Rodriguez-Stevens fight. That needs to get done as soon as possible. Um, unfortunately, we did not get to cash in uh, on the cash cow that might have been the Rodriguez win in Mexico. But it needs to get done. It needs to be get done very fast. Um, Stevens coming out, I believe, today, Marco, on the, on the Twitterverse, saying that his eye is not damaged um, as bad as it could have been. And then he will be able to get a quick turnaround, which which is great, not only for the UFC but for Stevens and Rodriguez, uh, because if they can put this this fight on, I don't know, the New York card or maybe on um, uh, a New Year's Eve card, these guys will get paid. Um, the next fight that I I, I, I need to see uh, moving forward, uh, other than that, DJ Tony, oh, God. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure I have an answer for you. Um, I like to see Paul Kelly get a, a, a really uh, good shot at someone um, that is ranked, that is ranked highly, and I'd like to see where he goes from there. So uh, those are my two, uh, Rodriguez-Stevens and another fight for Paul Kelly, uh, definitely near the top of the division. Proteus, not, uh, by the way, you have now been fired from the Joe Silva <laughs> Matchmaking side, without a doubt, without a doubt, the fight that needs to be made is Tony Ferguson fighting for the belt yeah. against Calabib. That fight needs to be made. The other fight that needs to be made, in my opinion, of course, is Valentina Shevchenko taking on uh, the one and only Amanda Nunes. Uh, let's let's settle that one. Uh, for the third Marco, time, I huh? go to you. Yeah, it has huh? to be done. I'll tell you the three fights that needs to happen because I don't do two, I do three. Benavides versus Seguro for the yeah, flyweight title. Kobe Covington versus Camaro Usman for the welterweight title. Let's stop flip, uh, uh, like fucking around with that and let's make that fight happen. And finally, let's end the trilogy with Cormier and freaking Stipe. Let's sign that up and let it happen. That's what three fights that need to happen right now. Marco, you're you're hired. All right, guys, let's get out of here. As we get out of here, let's go to you, uh, Proteus. Well, actually, let me go into my Twitter for the week. It will be of no surprise. Maybe it will be of surprise. You know what? It just surprised me, Proteus. I'm going with Irene Aldana. Irene Aldana underscore at Twitter. You know what? She is a remarkable athlete. Hopefully, she'll get a, a good fight going forward. But, man, if she can put it together, it's, gosh, it would be interesting what she can do if she can finally put it together again going into the fourth late. Uh, what have I been watching lately, Proteus? i got to be honest with you. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, as the great Nick Diaz said, Proteus, Joe Rogan podcast all day. Or whatever he said. At night, all day, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean. I ruined that one. Yeah. Proteus, I go to you. You did. <laughs> Yeah, I, again, I, I apologize for my uh, uh, Joe Silva pick, but I just expected you were asking coming out of this card. Uh, that's how quickly my brain works. 
trying to put fights together. DJ Tony, uh, thank you very much. Um, so my guilty pleasure of this week is going to be going to YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, and it's the page called Astrum. Uh, if this is a very interesting page that I have found recently. I've been hooked. It's all uh, um, basically about the universe uh, or our, oh. basically our galaxy um, and uh, about the, uh, the probes and the starships that we sent up to photograph uh, planets or study planets or, uh, you know, uh, co- uh, the, just the things that are happening in, in our particular galaxy. It's very, very interesting. Check it out, Astrum. Thank you, DJ Tony. Spell it, Proteus? Yes, the spelling is A-S-T-R-U-M. Go check it out. Thank you very much. Astrum, all right. Marco, we go to you. Close the show. So shout out to whistleblowers because they can give me the most entertaining news I have seen in over a decade. I had glued to the TV with this whistleblower blog, bo- man. It's so freaking, oh, America, I love it. Love, 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 love my country. But <laughs> I really been watching anything about the news lately, so uh, tell you what my life is. Follow Tony at DJ Tony. Follow me at Maldo Marco. Follow producer at Flores. Follow Pana Pandora Box. We'll meet you today, Pam. Uh, follow the show at another MMA cafe and review us. We're on Google Play, iTunes, Blackstar Radio. We're on Spotify too. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's so many fights this weekend. You got two Bellator cards on Friday, one on Saturday. You got the USC from Copenhagen and the big Spencer freaking car for Fighting. Well, Spencer versus, I forgot the other guy. The boxing match on Saturday if you want to buy that pay per view. If you care about boxing, there is so much fucking combat sports that you, you can freaking play on it all day. We're gonna lead you guys. Can you get next week? Enjoy the fight! Bobby Knuckles next week. That's right. <laughs> and just like that, we're down. Bye-bye. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> Shout out to Pam. We love you, Pammy. Pammy, Pammy. Hey, Papa.